Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting his kingdom. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 1045 a.m. Today's message is Light Overcomes. It's Pastor Philip Thomas. You know, one thing that uh, this season is all about, we're, we're on our last Sunday of Advent, is we talk about the different themes of Advent, of the, the love, the joy, the hope, and the peace. And really, they're all kind of intertwined together. Um, it's kind of hard to really completely separate them out. You can't. They're all uh, kind of wrapped into one. You nearly can't have one without the other. And, uh, and so today, we're finishing with uh, just the, the idea of God's love, God's love poured out uh, for us. And so, uh, I, and I'm crossing my fingers because uh, in the early service, we had lots of, well, we did not have Christmas miracles. Nothing seemed to work in our first service, but I think we've fixed all of that. So we are going to, to watch our last uh, Advent video uh, about God's love. So let's watch this together. God, why do you love us? Have you looked down here lately? Have you seen the mess we've made of the gifts you gave us? We're like bad children who break their toys and demand more. And still, you love us. You say, don't touch the stove, and then we scream for you when we get burned. And still, still, you love us. You don't turn your back on us, even when we turn our backs on each other. Where does this love come from? Where can we learn to love like this? Anger is easy, but love? Fear, frustration, suffering, we've got these. But love? Your kind of love? How is that even possible? We see the places that are empty. We see the places where love can make a difference. Is that what you saw, God? Is that what you see now? Is that why you sent your son? This candle of love, this light, shows us where to give love. Shows us the empty spaces in the world and in each other. When we share love, we are sharing God. That, that video, it, it talks a, about a, a lot of different things, but one thing that it, it really brings out that we're going to be focusing on today um, is, the, is the contrast between light and darkness. It's talking about a lot of things. It talked about fear, anxiety, um, all those things, frustration that we hold on to. That's part of the darkness, right? We, we look around and we see there's a lot of things that are going on in this world that I think fall into the, to the darkness category. And many times we're just looking for a little glimpse of light. 
We're looking for a little bit of hope, a little bit of love in the midst of all of that. Um, I want to show another little video, and um, <laughs> this is a, a, a pretty neat video. And, and what it does is it, it's just a little glimpse of light and what we know is a dark world. And so it's pretty neat. So we're going to go ahead and watch this next video. Lately, there's been a large development of smartphone apps that will deliver products to you not in one to two days, but in one to two hours. You can have pretty much anything you want delivered. But meanwhile, we've had a 40% increase in homelessness. Say you're on your way to work, and you see someone who you think could really use a sleeping bag. One, where are you going to find one of those? And two, even if you find it, buy it, and deliver it, aren't you now going to be late? So you end up with thousands of people walking by a guy with no socks on in the middle of December, and no one does anything. But does it have to be that way? What if we could repurpose the same apps we use to bring ourselves ice cream and iPhone chargers to finally bring that guy a pair of socks? Would Amazon actually deliver it? We don't have a real address. I had to go find out. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I just thought I would check in with you. Do you need anything by chance? You know, like water, socks, uh, shoes, nine and a half. Sounds good. Yeah, let me see what I can do. All right. All right. All right, It's like a major thing.
So Molly actually found that video last night. And, uh, and it, the reason I want to show it, I mean, there's a you know, big conversation to have on how we deal with homelessness, right? That's a big problem. Um, and, but as you, as you watch that video, I think, I mean, it's already had a lot of views and, and the comments under it. A lot of the people's comments are, it's really cool to see how the Amazon delivery people treated them with dignity. And I mean, it, it's just a cool video, right? And it's like, why does that resonate with us? Because guess what? That doesn't fix any real problems, right? Homelessness is still a, a problem. Um, it's not going to, it's not going to change that person's circumstance, right? But that's a little bit of light in a dark world, right? We look at that and we're like, oh, man, people can do something good. There is some encouragement there, right? And what happens so often is we get so wrapped up in the darkness because what we do is we recognize, and this is something that, that we all know, whether you are a person of faith or not, you know that we live kind of in darkness, right? That, that we live in a, in a tough place where things are not the way that they should be, that they could be better, right? And, and so when we see these glimpses of, of, of light, of goodness, we love it. And all of a sudden, this is, you know, going, going viral. People love that. Now, we sit back, and what we do is we realize, okay, that's not long-lasting, Right? And, and you're, the next video that you're going to click on is going to be about some war somewhere or it's going to be another political headline and you're going to start beating your head against the wall again. Right? Because we, we are quickly reminded that, man, we're still living in a dark world. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the difference between light and dark. And I want to read, uh, the, basically this is the Christmas story from the Gospel of John. It's, uh, it is not... Uh, part of the nativity story. There are no characters here, um, but this is probably one of the most theologically rich passages in all of script, scripture. And so let's read John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to, the, uh, to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and then the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive them, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. 
That's a really powerful passage, and it, and it could take weeks just unpacking all of that. But I think you, can, you get the general drift of this, right? It's basically saying, okay, God has done something amazing. He's done something unprecedented. He is now entering into the world. And, you know, I grew up going to, going to church in a, in a home that um, believed in God and lived that out. And so this is part of uh, who I was growing up, believing that Jesus is God's son, that he's fully God, he's fully human. Um, and I believe that 100% today. And, uh, but it, sometimes if, if you grow, grow up in that thinking, you kind of not necessarily take it for granted, but you're like, okay, yeah, Jesus, you know, God sent Jesus and he became, you know, one of us and stuff like that. That's, that's how it is. Man, that is a radical claim. And it is a unique claim. Other religions and faiths do not hold this to be true. In fact, they look at it and they say, how in the world could you even think that way at all? Why would you think that the deity, that the creator of everything would actually come into this mess? And why do they believe that? Because when we look around, we see all of the darkness, right? We see all the frustration that is out there. And so for us to think, why would God, a deity, the one that is above all, why would he enter into such darkness? Most other religions, or all other religions and faiths, say he wouldn't, <laughs> right? They wouldn't do that. But Christianity has a very distinct claim that Jesus Christ, being fully God, entered into this mess, entered into the darkness, and he did it for a very specific purpose. He did it to bring light. And that is where we can find light in the darkness. See, and I love the, the analogy, and, and Jonathan and Dan and I were talking on our uh, podcast, uh, and Jonathan talked about being uh, down in a cavern, you know, whenever you can go way down, down low. And I don't know if you've ever been in, in one of the caverns. There's natural bridge caverns. Uh, I've been to uh, Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico. And, you know, you can get down to the bottom and they'll turn the lights out, you know, and you realize what dark is. And, and you're like, man, I can't see anything. And it's one of those darks that it doesn't matter how long you're there, your eyes aren't going to adjust, right? Because it's just so dark. Um, but if you just see one glimmer of light, you know, maybe it's the opening of a cell phone, right? It, it, it is, you nearly can't look away, right? It just draws your attention. And, and that, we, we need to kind of understand, and the picture that John's painting is one that is common, uh, this contrast between light and dark. That is, we see that uh, not only all throughout Scripture, but, but we talk about things like that. I don't know if you're fans of Star Wars, right? <laughs> that, that is the light versus the darkness, right? And the, the evil is actually called the dark side, right? So we understand this contrast between light and dark. And so we understand, I think, that, that we are all kind of in the, in the bottom of that cavern. We're all in the cave. That's what life is, right? We, we're, we're surrounded. We recognize there's frustration. There's anxiety. There's, you know, sometimes it's evil. Sometimes we, things aren't right, right? Sometimes it's a result of sin. Sometimes it's not. But just things aren't right. And I think what most of us do 
or, or if we're not careful. And I think what a lot of times the world does, because even the world recognizes this and knows that it needs some light. But I think a lot of times we just kind of get a little flint and a rock and we're just trying to scrape. Have you ever done that? And you just get the little sparks, right? And, uh, and I guarantee if you did that down in the bottom of the cavern, it would be really bright for that long, right? It just, oh, there's a little bit of light. There's a little bit of light. It'd be like if you uh, released a lightning bug down in the cavern, right? You'd see it here, then you get a glimpse over here, you get a glimpse over here. When we watch a video like we did, that's kind of what that is, right? It's a, it's a little glimpse of hope. And then if we sit back and we think, we're like, wait, those people are still sitting there on the side of the street, right? We're, we're kind of the darkness will just kind of consume because those glimpses of light, they are relying on our own human strength to try to make a difference. Because we're all trying to kind of battle against the darkness that's out there. And if we're doing it on our own strength, that's only going to last for so long. And eventually you're going to be covered up by the darkness. You know, and, and, and as the world, and, and we do this too, we try to handle this darkness in different ways. We, we try to see the good in things or see, you know, even big events, big uh, world-changing events. I think of like Pearl Harbor I think of 9-11, those events, where we recognize, man, those are, that, that's some dark stuff going on right there. But then we'll, we will uh, memorialize those things because we'll look at, okay, look at how people came together after it, right? And then we'll, we'll look at how people responded in, uh, in goodness in, light, in, in response to the darkness. But we still know, man, that still led to a lot of darkness, right? That's only temporary, 9-11 is a perfect example. The first couple years after 9-11, our country was very united, right? It really was. I mean, and there's measurable things, and more people were going back to church, but, but people were more united not, not just in church, but in other ways too. And then what happens? That just starts fraying, right? And, and then we, we, we even get start arguing about, well, why did it fray? You know, it's because we're human, Right? And we're, we're trying to figure out ways to handle the darkness, right? And, uh, and you know, and, and even one of the things that we'll do, and, and this is kind of interesting to think of it this way, uh, and I know this is a little bit depressing talking about all the darkness, but you have to talk about the darkness so that you can appreciate the light. But, you know, we create uh, kind of mythological figures of our heroes, whether it's our firefighters, our uh, servicemen and women, our police force, Right? And, and we celebrate their heroics. The only way that, the reason that they are heroic is because they've had to engage the darkness and they've done it in just a, a blink of an eye. And then we realize wait, someone had to go out the next day and had to go to another domestic violence you know, call. You know, there was another fire. You know, and so all of a sudden we realize man, there's, the darkness just keeps coming at us. And if we're trying to find our light, by using a little piece of flint, by looking at these little, little uh, examples here and here and here, those are encouraging, but that's not sustaining. And eventually, we're going to be overwhelmed by the darkness. See, we can't be looking for the little examples here or there. We have to turn to the source of the light, the light that cannot be extinguished. See, as humans, on our own, we can 
do some good in the midst of a dark world. But it's only temporary. It is only Christ that brings true hope and true love and joy and light that cannot be extinguished. And that's where we need to start looking whenever we're trying to understand this world and figure out how do we handle all the darkness around us. We have to be leaning on something that is permanent, not something that is temporary. You know, and I love that verse, chapter, uh, verse 5. It's a, it's a very powerful verse. It says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That is a truth that we all need to be holding on to. Because, again, we live in a very dark world. And we need to understand that when Christ entered into this world, he brought with it a light that overcomes the darkness. You know, and it's interesting, as you look at that verse, there's actually a couple of different ways to translate it, which is not uncommon uh, whenever you're trying to go from an ancient Greek language to a modern English language. There can be, uh, that's not easy to do. We take that for granted. But there's a, a couple ways, and uh, one way that you may have have seen uh, with that it says that the the darkness does not understand it right and that the darkness has not understood the light and and i think both of those translations whether the darkness has not understood it or the darkness has not overcome it those are two different concepts and i think they're both true that word is trying to convey both of it but uh, but we see that and and i i really like i I like overcome better, but, uh, but I do think there's something that we can learn from that the darkness has not understood it. See, we live in a world that doesn't understand the claim that we're making, right? That, that we're saying God actually loved the world enough to enter into that world. There's going to be a lot of people who don't understand that, right? And, and that's going to cause them to be very, uh, many times very angry and very against that claim. But it also means we're not going to fully understand it because we live in the darkness, right? The darkness is all around us. It's, it's, it can be very difficult for us to truly understand what God has done for us, right? And, and, uh, and we have to understand that we're going to have doubts, and that's okay, right? You don't have to understand it completely to kind of turn away from the complete darkness and turn to the light that has entered into the world. And that's the first step is that we recognize, oh, wait, there is light in this darkness. And it's not temporary. It's not just someone going and helping someone, uh, you know, uh, uh, on the street by using Amazon Prime. Right? That's cool, but that's temporary. But there is a light that is permanent. But we have to be willing to turn and look and to walk towards it. And again, going back to our analogy, when if you're in that dark cavern, and it's pitch black around you, you can, and, and there's a light on one end, you can do one of two things. You can actually look to the light, and you can walk close to it, and then all of a sudden, it starts changing. You actually, your eyes do start to adjust, and you can start seeing the cave around you in different ways, right? Or you can be really stubborn and just look the other way and never look at the light. Doesn't mean the light's not there. And guess what? some of that light is still going to find you, right? Even though you, you completely disregard it. 
That's why we see glimpses of people doing good stuff around us. But man, imagine what more we could do and how much more we can experience the light and the goodness of God if we will look to him and actually start walking towards that light. Because the closer you get to the light, the brighter it gets. Right? And the darkness has not overcome. And you know what? Our lives, they can be very dark. You know what? You're, we're all, if you look back at 2018, um, all of you can start naming the things in your life that have been difficult, right? Whether it's loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, whether it's just trying to figure out how to raise kids, <laughs> right? marriage issues, just the, the craziness of, of what social media has become. All of that reminds us of the darkness. And man, if we're not f- searching out and finding the light that cannot be overcome by that darkness, we're going to get enveloped by it. And I want to encourage you this Christmas to know that a light has entered into your dark world. Whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're going through, that the presence of God is there. And it is there to cast a light into the dark shadows of your life. And you know what? It... That passage does not promise that the darkness will be completely gone. That doesn't happen until God comes again and decides to to make everything new. But it does promise that no matter how dark it gets, that light will not be overcome. And that that is true, right? You get down in the bottom of a cavern where you can't see your hand in front of your face and you get just one single candlelight. And it doesn't matter how dark it is you're going to be able to see that candlelight. It can't be overcome. That's the presence of God in this world, that he cannot be overcome. And we can choose to move towards that or to look the other way. But I would encourage us to lean into the light of God because that will change the way you see the world around you and you start to see the darkness differently. And you start to realize you know what? It's not as dark as maybe I thought. We're going to be able to make it through this. So let's celebrate the light of Christmas this year. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for your presence here in this place. I thank you that you are the light. Lord, I thank you that no matter how dark the world may be be around us, how difficult our lives may be, that your light will not be overcome. And Lord, I pray that not only that, but that we will be a source of light as well, that we will reflect your light into the world around us. Lord, we thank you so much for lighting our path and being a light in this dark world. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elder. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas, 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon and may God bless you.